0: Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon,
1: The Rock of Talk.
2: 405 Monday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1600, KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550, 5500 here on this wonderful Monday afternoon. Eight days here from Election Day. Don't forget you can catch us live right now on your Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, podcasting on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. At least you can listen to us uh, sort of tech-free at Kiva.am for anybody who has a direct connection uh, to that. And uh, don't forget you can get our apps at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and get our news at rockoftalk.chat, my partner here in broadcasting Mr. D. Dowd Muska, the Dowd 3000, our number one here uh, for the first or last full week before we get to the election of next week. I am running for mayor for the city of Albuquerque. That is the first topic of conversation, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to jump into it. We're going to jump into the polls. You're literally right now fighting for the heart of this city, and you're trying to talk about the issues. It's a very serious time. Make sure that you get out and vote. Uh, make sure that you have been registered and registering others to vote. It's very important that you get out to the polls. Uh, many, many people who are listeners here of this radio station have expressed their sincere, sincere support and doing everything they can to get their friends, family, whoever they possibly can to get out and vote. I mean, I think we're going to have a pretty good turnout, if not a record turnout in terms of the number of overall people. I am taking on the sheriff as well as the mayor in these debates and this contest. Uh, officially yesterday was five zero fifty. 50, count them, 50 days until the, or since the beginning of this election. And I am absolutely uh, proud to be representing you, especially you, Kiva listeners here uh, on the issues. d Musk hour one, sir, how was your weekend?
3: Uh, quite well, uh, Eddie. I, I, uh, I had a good weekend with my dogs. And I also worked on a piece that we may get time to talk about later um, on a different type of election that we're having next week uh, regarding your tax rates and your government expenditures and a little bit of corruption that we expose here at the Kiva that very few people talk about using your tax dollars to lobby for more
2: government. Oh, that's good stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Let's get to uh, what is long considered voter suppression, and those are polls. And we're going to start right there because there were two polls that were issued over the weekend one from the Albuquerque Journal by way of Brian Sanderhoff. He is quickly getting delegitimized um, and I think uh, untrustworthy in terms of his numbers and not because they disagree with my stuff but because uh, he has not been very exacting and very on top of uh, much of what he has been polling. And When you have a sample size uh, that allows for a 4.5% uh, error of measure uh, or error, I should say, Remember, I come from econometrics background. That's not that good. You need a huge sample size in order to really kind of drive, direct, and nail down where we're at right now. So, let me first allow me to share my information first. Is, is, should I do that, or should I allow Mr. Sanderhoff and then uh, KOB Channel Four to have theirs? You done, Musk? What do you think? What's what? Oh, what's,
3: let's beat up on Sanderhoff. <laughs>
2: okay. so we're gonna go with Sanderhoff first, okay? The, the, the great Sanderhof. okay? So the Albuquerque Journal survey was conducted October 15th through the 21st. Now, let's not forget something that's very, very important. We had the KOB Channel 4 debate that took place last Tuesday. Last Tuesday being the 17th, or excuse me, the 19th. Is that right? Yeah, yes. the 19th. Excuse 19th. Me. No, 17th, 19th. Yeah, so it's the 19th and in, in which uh, they, they had that. So there's already four days and 80%, count them, 80% of the total number of votes or submissions were done uh, prior to this. So it did not really factor in the performance of all three candidates during the QOB Channel 4 debate. So according to Mr. Sanderhoff, and it said 5,000, excuse me, 536 likely voters It stated that Tim Keller, and this happened on Sunday morning, I should say Saturday night at 9.51 p.m. I know because I was sitting there waiting, over half of the city's likely voters, 53% said they already have or would vote for Keller, likely voters. And then they sampled 2017 voters, 2019 voters, and then 2021 voters, people who are newly registered who are likely to go ahead and vote. They had uh, Gonzalez at 20%, and they had me. They keep referring to me as radio host, which is not irritating me in the least, because I'm proud to be here for you. Conducted by Albuquerque-based research and polling, showing 12% of the voters remain undecided. So all day Sunday, a lot of people get dispirited. It hurts your confidence, you're feeling like, okay, whatever. It didn't hurt my confidence in the least because I knew what the numbers that we had and what we have been looking at all along, because we have been doing massive amount over a month long period, not a specific snapshot in time. And that is critical, absolutely critical. It did do a little bit of breakout, which I thought was very interesting. And we'll get to that in a moment, okay? So here's the information that I have, uh, D-Dad Muska, and these are the numbers that we have generated ourselves. And I got to say, from a journalistic standpoint, this is something that we like to stand behind our numbers. And I've been very right on a lot of my numbers in contests that I have not been a part of. Dowd, you might remember uh, the Trump election back in 2016, no doubt. I do, I do. Yeah, And where I was at. We have placed, as a campaign, 92,789 phone calls. Nobody, not nobody has placed that number of phone calls during this election. We worked hard. We mined the information. We talked to people. We had 2,924 responses. That's literally six times the 536 people who voted, or excuse me, who were sampled by Albuquerque, City of Albuquerque Research and polling. So we'll take the two 1,216 people, we said yes. Uh commercials, what time what are we dealing with here? Oh my gosh. It, it, you guys gotta start calming down. It's it's a little bit much, you know. It's an election, uh let's 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 relax a little bit here. Okay. Let me get back to this. I've got someone blowing up my phone right in the middle of this segment. Okay. So let's get back to this. I said 2,900 and and what, Dowd? Here we go. Uh, 2,924. 1,216 said yes. So let's take our numbers, 1,216 divided by 2924, and that gives us 41.58, actually 41.6%, so you can round up to 42% of the people that we surveyed over a month-long period from September 15th through October the 21st, okay, that stated that, yes, I would be voting for Eddie Aragon. I feel good about those numbers. I really do. 492 said no, which is roughly about 16%. 768 undecided, which is roughly about 17%, and then 448 refused, okay? So you got number of doors that we knocked is literally 18,000, 17,855 doors that have all been been, uh, knocked out there. So when I see those numbers that came out yesterday, I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. That's called taking ownership from a very early time of those particular numbers, because you have to understand that polls act as suppression, mind control, groupthink. I'm trying to educate you. Now, for the groups that I visited over the weekend, which were several, I sent them several pieces of information, which were all very important. Let me share the, 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 the beginning of this with regard to polls, okay? And uh, my good friend, uh, JP, sent me this information addition, in, in addition to, you know, the podcast that this was all connected to. And it's something called the Tavistock Institute. Dad, I know they I sent that to you. Did you ever read that? <laughs> I,
3: I, I'm going to get to it. I promise.
2: I know. <laughs> I have that. the PDF. Founding the world's premier brainwashing institute. From its modest but vitally important beginning at the Wellington House. The Tavistock Institute for Human Relations, is back in 1912, expanded rapidly to become the world's premier top-secret brainwashing institute. How this rapid progression was accomplished needs to be explained. Modern science of mass manipulation of public opinion was born at Wellington House, London, a lusty infant being midwife by Lord Northcliffe and Lord Rothmere. The British monarchy, Worth Rothschild, and the Rockefellers were responsible for funding the venture. That's right, they paid for this. The papers we were privileged to examine show that the purpose of those at the Wellington House was to effect change for the opinion of the British people who were adamantly opposed to war with Germany. Formidable task that was accomplished by, quote-unquote, listen carefully, opinion-making. Opinion making through polling. The staff consisted of Arnold Toynbee, a philosopher of history. By the way, I've studied a lot of philosophy of history. I probably credit that more to what I know today than anything else, whether or not history is a linear circle where it goes in waves and cycles. The staff consisted of Arnold Toynbee. Future Director of the Studies at Royal Institute of International Affairs, Lords Northcliffe, and the Americans Walter Lippmann and Edward Bernays. Bernays was born in Vienna, November twenty second, eighteen ninety-one. As the nephew of Sigmund Freud, the father of psychoanalysis, regarded by many as the father of public relations, although the little or excuse me, although the title properly uh, properly belongs to Wiley Munzenberg, Bernays pioneered the use of psychology and other social sciences to shape and form public opinions so that the public thought such manufactured opinions were their own. Here we go. If we understand the mechanism and the motives for the group mind, it is now possible to control and regiment the masses according to our will without them actually even knowing it. That's according to Bernays. That's what he postulated. He called this technique engineering consent. Engineering consent. One of his best-known techniques of achieving his goals was the indirect use of what he called, quote-unquote, third-party authorities to shape the desired opinions. If you can influence the leaders, either with or without the conscious cooperation to automatically influence the group, which they sway, this technique is called opinion-making. Engineering consent, opinion-making. Engineering consent, opinion-making. Perhaps we can now begin to understand how it was that Wilson Roosevelt, Clinton Bush, and the elder and the younger could so easily lead America into disastrous wars in which its people should never have become involved. Now, what we do know about polling and all this information, and this is not to discredit this information, but this is to add a certain layer of perspective so that you understand where this is all coming from. And we're going to get to the Channel 4 polls, which is very different, very different than the Albuquerque Journal poll. Totally different picture, okay? What do we know about Bill Clinton back in the day? We understood that he always picked up the newspaper read the polls, gave his opinions, right? <laughs> not a man of principle, a man constantly <laughs> looking for the opportunity to represent the popular opinion of the day. and thereby With memos
3: by Dick Morris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's the poll from the Albuquerque Journal, a suppression poll. Not enough people, not enough work. One of the things that it didn't include were people who were newly registered who were going to be jumping in and voting in this year and i think there's going to be a lot of that particularly with my last minute edition. maybe another five to seven percent at least in terms of a normal turnout so here's the piece that comes and we had a little bit of a debate yesterday our sixth and final i'll claim six and oh uh on this here's the uh breakdown from yesterday on channel four which did a pretty nice job this happened at over at uh Congregation Albert, ladies and gentlemen, and we want to appreciate and thank the people at Congregation Albert uh, for making it possible for us to come together a sixth time, which was maybe the most civil time that we've had uh, since the start. Here's the story from KOB Channel 4.
4: All right, folks, we've got nine days left in this election cycle, not like we're counting or anything. Albuquerque's mayoral race has played out in personal accusations, hearings, and downright drama. And during our KOB4 debate last week, Bernalillo County Sheriff Manny Gonzalez accused Mayor Tim Keller of adultery and domestic violence. We could never prove any of those allegations to be true. Meanwhile, Albuquerque's first lady Elizabeth Keller, wrote an op-ed in today's Albuquerque Journal saying, unfortunately, another candidate and his team have attacked our family with malicious and unsubstantiated claims about Tim and our police officers. So, would that animosity be there in today's final debate? Spencer Schott found out.
5: Be- A small crowd gathered for what would be the final debate in the race to become Albuquerque's next mayor. Incumbent Tim Keller, Bernalillo County Sheriff Manny Gonzalez, and local radio station owner Eddie Aragon took their final shot at swaying voters before Election Day next Tuesday.
6: So now I'm committed to continuing our recovery, seeing it through with the thousands of new jobs that we have coming online, with reinvigorated public
1: safety, with the efforts to go after the revolving door. So I'm going in different direction, and I'm happy to also i served our country and I've served our community.
2: here to talk about the issues. Both of my opponents in this race are responsible for what's happening in the city of Albuquerque.
5: The Congregation Albert Brotherhood hosted the debate that covers the notorious and obvious issues in Albuquerque: homelessness, the crime crisis, 911 response times. All 3 candidates found common ground on one topic though. COVID 19 vaccine mandates. I will
2: challenge that science to keep Albuquerque open between essential and non essential, no more. Not in my Albuquerque, not in my administration. It's something that has hurt us in every way, shape, and form. In a
7: city, we want to make sure every city worker uh, has a vaccine, but we also know we have to do that within the bounds of our collective bargaining agreements. We've got to work within our union to be able to do that. We're not going to be able legally or I think thoughtfully uh, just line people up and give them a The most important thing for any individual, including the state, federal government, or county government, is that you have to do what's right for you as an individual. And we have to, you should get advice
5: from a
1: physician and not a politician.
5: The tension between Keller and Gonzalez escalated after our KOB 4 mayoral debate, when Gonzalez brought up rumors of domestic violence and other personal allegations against Keller, all of which we investigated and could not confirm. This debate did not take that route, and all three candidates squarely focused on what their visions are for the Duke City.
1: I listen to the people, and they're telling me I The next
2: presentation is also.
1: These two issues are hindering the
2: growth of our city. I love Albuquerque. I do. I came back and lived in other places. Commerce. We have to grow the city of Albuquerque. We had a lost decade. Corruption. Get rid of it everywhere. Think about that. And so with me, you know what you get. I'm going to call. I'm going to call it like it is, and I will never give
5: up. In Albuquerque, Spencer Shaw, KOB 4.
2: All right. So that's the report that uh, came through yesterday, based upon. the congregation, Albert, and thanks to the people of our congregation, Albert uh, for putting that together. I actually had to give uh, Mayor Tim Kelly my, my own microphone uh, to make it all work out. So we're having—you heard the sort of echo cavernous um, sound that you're getting from the microphone. I apologize for that. Nothing we can do, and uh, that's what they went with um, yesterday. So then, of course, they follow that up with a Albuquerque mayoral re- uh, results uh, pre-election. Um, survey, which is a pre-poll, and I want you all to listen here. So the early morning, punch you in the gut, hey, it doesn't feel so good. Again, I was not worried. I wasn't worried in the least, okay, because we've been surveying this information. Let's roll with it. It's fine. We knew the suppression poll was going to end up coming. Well, here's the report uh, a little bit later in the afternoon, released about 3.50 yesterday, 4 o'clock. Uh, by Chris Ramirez, and they actually did a great job using Survey USA. They really did more of a deep dive than the research and polling group uh, did, and they sort of dissected the information in a myriad of ways with a little bit more, if you will, not exactly all after that. Most of it was done again before the QB4 debate from last week, but the information that they came through showed something pretty remarkable and very different, which I believe is why we uh, will get a tremendous bounce off of this uh, information. We'll talk about that right after the five-minute report from Kiow Beach Channel 4. Take a listen.
4: Feeling tonight, four investigates worked with nonpartisan national polling company Survey USA to gauge where voters stand as we get closer and closer to election day. Chris Ramirez shares who appears to be leading the mayoral race and how voters are feeling about that proposed soccer stadium.
7: The race for Albuquerque mayor has been brutal, with candidates jabbing at each other, making accusations against each other, and tearing each other down in front of voters. And with just a little more than a week to go before Election Day, we now have an idea of how voters are responding. KOB4 paid SurveyUSA for professional nonpartisan polling. SurveyUSA reached registered voters with the city of Albuquerque. When it comes to the race for mayor, we asked the question, If you were filling out your ballot today, who would you vote for? These are the results. Tim Keller is in the lead with 41%, followed by Manny Gonzalez with 22%, and Eddie Aragon in third place with 18%.
2: All right, let's stop right there. Very different from the poll that you have from that morning in terms of those numbers. And If you're looking at the plus, minus, and the momentum off of the uh, morning survey that came off the Albuquerque Journal, I mean, it's pretty clear that what we've done coming in late yesterday was my 50th day in the campaign. You would say that I would have all the momentum, especially with the performance of the debates and what I've been doing. So people would understand it's like, okay, Eddie Aragon performed strongly. He came out with answers. He emphatically um, was uh, very cited, which is to, to mean taking a position. That's what you want to do in a debate. You don't want to be wishy-washy and you don't want to be nebulous in order to win points. You have to have sort of a, a pulse of what's going on, but without betraying, uh, if you will, the opportunist, hey, what's polling so good that I want to choose that position? You got to have a level of credibility and believability, not just with history, but in terms of performance. And then you'd say that, OK, hedging that, you would get four and a half percent, which would push us right in the 18 percent area. And voila, what do you see in the KOB Channel 4 survey results? You see 18 percent. Right? And so what was really interesting about the Albuquerque Journal stuff was that Manny actually came down. Now Manny has been, Sheriff, Sheriff Gonzalez, has been saturating the airwaves with his commercials and all this information. You know, he's literally raised five times more, okay, than I have during this time. And I've spent my money way more intelligently and smarter. And he's actually used his uh, money, which... I don't know if it appeared on his campaign finance report yet, but, Manny, you might want to stick your legal fees uh, on the, those campaign finance reports at some particular time. Love to have you on, Manny. You might want to drop that ethics report bef- besides uh, before you decide to go ahead and uh, come here on the air. Um, that is according to legal counsel. And also, everyone who is competing against me here on this air is welcome to equal opportunity of the airtime on my air space, which, of course, is Kiva. AM 1600 KIVA. So, all right. So, listen very carefully here because what you're seeing is the big story is will we get to a runoff? And this was even before, or certainly like right around the time the debate was last week, only 41% less than a majority was for Tim Keller. And this was startling because you saw 53%. Oh, he's easily going to get it. No problem. Oh, the is good. Don't worry about it. Things are good. And 53 to 41% by that night. I mean, it must have been disastrous to be involved in the Keller campaign and see two totally contradictory pieces of information, pretty pretty similar pieces of information. You know, Manny was 20 and one, 22 in another. You know, Eddie Aragon was 13 and one, 18 and a half in another. And then you've got, oh, Tim Keller had 53 going down to 41 We've got our runoff, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Take a listen uh, to the rest of this stuff, and we're going discuss, to discuss the favorables and the unfavorables.
7: UNM political science professor Lana Atkinson reviewed the data with us. What were your overall
2: impressions? Like, what do you think is the big takeaway here?
8: Well, I mean, there's certainly a scenario in which you can imagine easily going into a second vote albuquerque
7: requires candidates to win their races with a vote of 50 plus plus one our polling shows it's very possible no candidate will get that forcing the top two candidates to face off in a runoff election on december 7th
2: all right so chris ramirez who i think has been a hell of a lot more in touch with what's actually happening he hosted debates he's profiled each of the candidates i think that's pretty fair to say didn't even hesitate within that um, information to stop and say, oh, we might go into a runoff. No, he said we're not going into a runoff, but there's nothing that's going to stop that from happening based upon the information that they have there from their polls. Our polling shows
7: that all three candidates are not especially popular with voters. Look at Tim Keller's favorability ratings. 38 percent like him, but 36 percent of respondents don't.
2: All right, so that gives uh, Tim Keller, amongst all the people who recognize who Tim Keller is, a plus two, okay, which is actually positive, obviously, uh, based upon the plus two. But he's got, uh, if you look at the neutral, unfamiliar, not sure, only 2% were unfamiliar, 23% were uh, neutral in all this. That gives you 26% in terms of what he can play with, okay? Okay. So you're looking at the favorables, but you're looking about neutral, unfamiliar, not sure. These are undecideds on Tim Keller, and he's got 26%. Let's go to Manny Gonzalez.
7: And Professor Atkinson believes 23% of people having a neutral position on Keller is not good for him.
8: Neutrality for an incumbent is not really neutrality. It's you know if you're neutral to the incumbent, um, that's not good because neutrality is not favorable in that in, in the context of of someone who's been around for the last four years and you've gotten to know them, they've been in the news a lot, you have a lot of information about them and you're only neutral.
7: Manning Gonzalez's favorability ratings are upside down. More people report disliking Gonzalez than liking him.
2: Wow. I gotta say, when we saw that number, I was not surprised. He is a very unlikable individual, both publicly and now privately. His unfavorables were as high as Tim Keller's, but he only had 25% of the people out there roughly, 27% officially, that were actually favorable. And here's the weird number on all this. When you look at this, 38% were either neutral, unfamiliar, or not sure. 14% uh, being unfamiliar or not sure. These numbers tell us an awful lot. These tell us, that Manny Gonzalez in a one-on-one, mano a mano, with headed towards November 2nd, would have gotten crushed by Mayor Tim Keller. Not only was he 0 and 5 in the ethics debate, but Manny Gonzalez never had a chance. I want you to, let me repeat that for you so that you understand. Manny should be thanking me for being in the race because it's the only thing that has given him the opportunity to participate and compete, you need to understand this. When you have that level of unfavorability coupled with a very small negative eight, negative eight favorability, there is no chance Manny Gonzales would have had a chance to beat Mayor Tim Keller. All your arguments about me splitting the vote are absolutely and completely wrong at this point. Go ahead Doug.
3: Uh, let me add one thing to that, Eddie, uh, which is interesting. It's funny because I'm 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 comparing the the Professor Atkinson comments of this story you're running right now to what Sanderoff is saying in, Al- in the Albuquerque Journal about how you know it's all over. And and I think the professor, citing some very interesting statistics, saying maybe not, uh, maybe not. If you're talking about Manny's negatives, this this little mentally uh, challenged young man, uh, th- let me give you the data. I'm reading directly from the the poll here. Now this is the poll that was conducted for KOB data collected 10 12 to 1018 right what what do we know about the maybe more than anything else the, the the single event that's made Manny the most unlikable person far and away in this race
2: yeah 10-19. the accusation 10-19. that a
3: the accusation that the mayor had these issues in his personal life that was made on the 19th before the day after the poll stopped being taken right. so if anything I would argue Manny's negatives have probably increased since the 18th
2: or the 19th. Couldn't disagree with you, and I doubt anybody else would disagree with any of this stuff, okay? I think that's a healthy observation. You said, again, D.O.D. Mosca, 10-12 through 10-18. Yep. Channel 4 debate was last Tuesday, which was 10-19, October the 19th. All right, let's uh, continue, and let's get the final part of this analysis, and uh, we'll let the rest play after we do our commentary on the third part of this uh, from KOB Channel 4.
7: With a 35% unfavorable rating, Gonzalez has also been a public figure in the news for a while with marginally high neutrality. And look what's going on with Eddie Adequo. All
2: right, so before we get to that, let's also talk yesterday about the Albuquerque Journal. What does this number, 34%, or 35%, in the USA voters whatever evaluation of unfavorable also give you in the approval rating of one Manny Gonzalez as sheriff, according to the Albuquerque Journal, get a 34% approval rating. What's Joe Biden's approval rating? you doubt Muska nationally right now?
3: I think I saw it in the high (laughs) thirties.
2: Did Barack Obama ever go under 44? Let's see approval ratings by presidents just to put this, Um here we go, oh my gosh this is this is bad like if you look at this George Bush had an approval rating of 56 percent disapproval of thirty seven percent the last person as a president to get a approval rating as low as Sheriff Manny Gonzalez has an approval rating as your sheriff was Jimmy Carter when he got 34% himself back in December 5th through December 8th of 1980, folks. That's how bad this is. Yeah. That's how bad this is. There was a 35% approval rating on Donald Trump back on January 5th through the 15th of 2021, which was the last week of Donald Trump's presidency. And also you might remember the news media just totally just counting away uh, at, and, and yet that wasn't as low as Jimmy Carter back on December of 1980. All right. All right. Let's get the third part of this whole entire thing, uh, which has to do with, uh, my ratings and approval ratings, uh, coming from this poll. Oh, we got to reset it. We, we got to, I guess, uh, channel four has sort of like a, um, um, if you, if you listen to it too much, you got to, you know, pick up a little bit later. Here we go. Here we go. One more. There we go. All right.
8: Is not really neutrality. It's, you know, if you're neutral to the incumbent um, and you're only neutral. Manning Gonzalez's
7: favorability ratings are upside down. More people report disliking Gonzalez than liking him with a 35% unfavorable rating. Gonzalez has also been a public figure in the news for a while with a marginally high neutrality. And look what's going on with Eddie Adagolan's favorability rating. Just as many people report liking him as they do disliking him.
1: Wow.
2: Whoa. I got a net zero. Remember that? And not the internet company. This is literally what happens when you have someone who takes positions on the issues. You get this every single time. There's people who like or dislike your issues. But here's the biggest part of all this. Get ready, folks.
7: With a large number of people who either don't have an opinion about him or don't know him at all. Wow. There we go. Nobody knows
2: about me. Why is that? Could it be because nobody wants to talk about the elephant, the Republican in the room, that nobody wants to actually have a conversation about what Manny were referred to as the third candidate, yet he's put me in court two, two separate times? Think about this, folks. They are trying to suppress this information that is fifty five percent fifty five percent either are unfamiliar twenty three percent are unfamiliar five percent aren't sure or twenty seven percent are completely and totally neutral based upon that information alone Dowd what do you know about that I'll let you comment before I give my opinion
3: well I mean we don't have a true we don't have a true measure of what your your vote is because you have such a yeah. high percentage of people who don't know enough and uh, as you're saying Eddie and I think you probably can back it up uh, there are some specific reasons why I think a lot of folks don't know enough
2: (laughs) Yeah, and we will get to that tomorrow with KKOB's uh, suppression that's going on their producers dumping my name not allowing the information to get out and yet I still have the same amount of people who are going for me as one Manny Gonzalez who has five times the money like this is remarkable This may have never been achieved in politics here in the state of New Mexico in any race, in any race that I can see. Let's get the rest.
8: I think one thing we can say is, you know, like going into the 2016 presidential election, nobody liked uh, Hillary Clinton and nobody liked uh, Donald Trump. And going into this election, no one likes these politicians either.
7: This next question may reveal why the three candidates aren't particularly popular. We asked, overall, are things in Albuquerque headed in the right direction or off on the wrong track? Thirty-four
2: percent. What do we know about Eddie Aragon? He is not responsible of the current situation. But we do know that the sheriff and the mayor both are. So when it comes to the right direction, this is really to the crux of the matter. And guess who is just as responsible, if not twice as responsible, as Mayor Tim Keller? That would be Sheriff Manny Gonzalez
7: felt like our city is heading in the right direction, but a big majority, 54%, feel like the city is on the wrong track. Yep. And that should cause some pause for our leaders.
8: Yes. It's, it's You know, that's just a horrible, horrible figure. That's not where you want to be. as More than like-
2: half of the people, Dowd, yep. do not approve of the current job. 54% don't approve of the current leadership here in our yep. county and our city. That yep. is the story, as far as I'm concerned. And it's every bit of the reason why I got into this race at, at the first glance. Because they weren't talking about the issues. They wanted to avoid the record. They wanted to go ahead and get involved in personal slander attacks. And nobody cares about how crime is or how good business is. And nobody cares about whether or not you're being locked down on COVID. It's like, oh, well, he's the sheriff and he's the mayor. And this is what we're going to go with. Nope. no, people don't feel that way. They're tired. They're sick and tired of being, I think, sick and tired at this point. And
7: we asked voters what is the most important issue Albuquerque is facing, and look at this. Crime is the clear number one answer, followed by homelessness, education, the economy, and job opportunities.
2: How bad is crime? Well, it's so bad that it's 60% of the people out there who are voting, their number one issue. Is crime better in Burnley County than it is in the city of Albuquerque? No, it's not. Period. It's actually worse from 2019 to 2021 and I hit Sheriff Mandy Gonzales on that and nobody can tell where Bernalillo County begins and the city of Albuquerque ends or vice versa. Let's stop trying to sort of split stuff that we don't know anything about. We'll let Chris wrap it up.
7: I had a hunch that crime would be number one. I just had no idea that it would be this dominant number one.
8: Three and five, three out of every five voters identified crime as the most important problem in the city. Across the board
7: whether you're a conservative or a moderate or a liberal across the board we are seeing crime appear as the number one issue.
8: That's right the number one issue is uh is crime
7: the new mexico united soccer team is hoping albuquerque mm, no nope. prove the city chipping in yeah million no. dollars to
2: build a no new code team. and no. ask
7: voters how they will vote on
2: that uh no they'll vote it's no
7: not good news for united uh, fans. No. only good news for, tim, for tim keller respondents said yes 51 percent said no no our data is dense and it really does have job, interesting Chris. breakdowns by demographics now, all of this polling that we paid for, we are now making it available to you on KOB.com. And there is something that we should tell you. As we say in politics, the only poll that really counts is the one on Election Day.
2: Well, wow, there you go. So there's all the information uh, Joe Monahan wrote about all this, but he left out that last piece of information that came from KOB Channel 4. Pete Tonelli is doing his uh, sort of... Uh, you know, his best to try and quash the KOB Channel 4 and say, hey, we're not going to a runoff. It doesn't matter how much wishful thinking you have as a blogger and analyst or someone who's sort of a journalist on all this. You cannot make up what these numbers are. Again, I want to repeat to you, each and every one of you on all this, I apologize, for it, I didn't know I had the graphic off on all this. Uh, you need to understand that the true numbers, the true numbers on all this, and this is what we have, When you do this number, 92,789 phone calls with 2,924 responses and uh, 41.56% of the people say, yes, I'm voting for Eddie Aragon, those are numbers I can trust. And that puts us probably somewhere between probably 33 to 38%, I think, in a very, very healthy way. There's no doubt that we're going to go to a runoff at this point. Uh, I've said as much. Uh, this is all about science. You know, I have a degree in political science. I have a degree in economics. Um, I'm certainly leveraging uh, the information and the tools that we have to go ahead and provide a fair conversation. Uh, uh, yesterday was our sixth and final debate. I wish we had more. Uh, I unfortunately am not going to go ahead and get that uh, that final debate uh, one-on-one with the uh, mayor of the city of Albuquerque. Uh, they wanted to turn it more into an interview. And I'm like, I'm not going to interview our mayor. I'm competing against him. I'm not in any way, shape or form uh, going to go ahead and, and coddle him and ask him, what's your favorite ice cream? What's your favorite soda? What do you like to do to center yourself? No, I don't want to do any of those things. We've got a city to save, folks, and I hope that uh, you want to go ahead and save the city right here with me. Uh, Dow, just a quick 30-second analysis. Uh, go ahead.
3: Yeah, uh, real quick. This. What did I say on day one of this whole thing? When there's an incumbent, the election is a referendum on the incumbent. Keller, not popular, right track, wrong, wrong track, one of his signature right. issues, the stadium. He has no coattails on that. It's about to go down. Tim Keller was a ripe for the picking for the GOP. Are, yep. If they could have pulled their act together six months run. ago and gotten behind a good candidate, uh, not Manny Gonzalez. And you you have a candidate, Manny, who you people have backed. You've, you're giving him all this money as super name recognition. It's likely that he's going to come in third on Election Day behind a guy who got in at the last minute. That's how that's what a missed opportunity this might have been for the GOP, but if we go to a runoff, then it gets really interesting.
2: <laughs> and consider this a political education that you're getting folks. Understand yeah. that what we are doing is sort of a political education in real time, okay? We don't have a political campaign manager. We don't have like a large organization. We're taking the money out of politics. We're taking the sort of uh activism that has been done by we have no, not one, and I did not want one. There's no way I can control that. But thank God nobody ever lined up with a special interest pack to get behind us, because we didn't want that information. We didn't want that money. I don't. I don't like political action committees or uh, measured finance committees getting behind a candidate and say that they're quote unquote not coordinating. And I've already got uh, Mr. Sheriff Gonzales, Sheriff Manny Gonzales, to incriminate himself and admit the fraud that he's done in the colluding, collusion, and coordinating with the uh, Measured Finance Committee. Uh, We need to straighten up our political system. We need to clean it up. We need to clean up our voting. There's been 86 years of Democrat domination. Both Mayor Tim Keller and Sheriff Manny Gonzalez are both Democrats. It's time that you make this about party. We should stop with this nonpartisan BS that's been going on for this long. It's always about party. And it's always about party when a Republican has the power. And you need to understand that we have to save our city and that's exactly what we're going to do and i'm looking forward to the next week of doing all this we're going to take this very very seriously right here in the Kiva on am 1600 kiva abq.fm rockoftalk.com rockoftalk.com if you're having problems with the rockoftalk.tvf just go ahead and uh, shut it all down and uh, reset it up 446 back in 4 we'll wrap the hour and we return The Rock of Talk is now available on Roku. Just go to search on your Roku device and type in The Rock of Talk. Then download and enjoy. Watch the show live on demand. Get the top 10 news of the day or watch any of our weekend shows on demand. Music
5: is The Great Communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com
9: Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shelves and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont Automotive Finish. Enjoy the safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner visit our website at smithsultimate.com
2: or call us
9: at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings.
2: Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, encores north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Eleven seventy-one eight five six eleven seventy-one, or you can email him directly, Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com. That's Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com.
8: Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature tone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift,
10: and Brazilian Blowout.
8: And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West. Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions.
11: You can reach us at eight nine six zero five eight six at the salon, or call Deb at Tan Rio nine nine four two three nine zero. We're located at the Country Club Plaza. In Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Uh,
12: You'll turn to that station.
1: The world is collapsing around our ears. I turned up the radio. I can't hear it. out to tell she had been crying, crying, it's that same, same song on the radio that makes me sad, I meant to turn it off, to say goodbye, leaving quiet, radio song, hey, 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 Everything to show, everything to hide, look into my eyes, listen. Yeah when I got to the show, yo, oh oh, I could tell she had been
6: crying, crying, it's that same, same song, the DJ sucks. Makes me sad, Try tried to turn it
1: off, to say goodbye
2: to my love, radio song, hey, hey, hey. 1254 hey. here, a little KRS-One, if any of you know who that is, a little REM, their radio song. Boy, that's when music was good. At wait, how long ago did uh, rock and roll die? Uh, that's what I want to know. <laughs> a Long time ago, 1991. In, yeah,
7: <laughs> maybe then.
2: Uh, there it is. Uh, R.E.M.'s uh, out of time. So many good, so much good music coming out of that uh, former college rock band, college radio uh, uh, band, that ended up being so phenomenal throughout the 90s and really defined a decade. Yes, dare I say it, three decades ago. Ladies and gentlemen, you are old, and uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in. I'm uh, really turning on my serious face uh, here for the next week, I'm trying to have fun as much as I possibly can, but, you know, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of things that have been set up. You'll no doubt see all of our commercials all over the television. So 4 yes, we've got our message out there for the next week. We're absolutely saturating and bearing as much as, as possible. If you want to support our campaign, you can go to fight4505.com fightfor505.com if you want to support us in any way, whether volunteer or otherwise. We've knocked more than 18,000 doors, probably maybe 19,000 doors today. Got another 6,000 left to go ahead and do. If you see me knocking on your door, say hi, and uh, I'd love to meet you. And uh, we've got some swag left, uh, 44 hats, 45 hats, and 45 shirts. Um, I don't know how that happened, but uh, 45 and 45. If you want to go ahead and swing by the radio station, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll get you some swag, and uh, we've got our signs out at each of the polling locations uh, as well. Very quickly, Dowdy had a release uh, today. Let's get to that here for the next uh, four or five minutes.
3: Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, it's a we, we are having not just mayoral elections in New Mexico. We're gonna, ha- I think, about seventeen, eighteen, nineteen communities are gonna be voting on their bond authorizations or their mill levies or some mixture of those. And something that just drives me off a cliff uh, is the extent to which Local government, school districts in particular, use their taxpayer-supported resources, everything from their Facebook account to their Twitter account to printing out pamphlets to give to little children to bring home to mom and dad so they can vote for the bond reauthorization. Uh, and don't, and re- remember, they always they always tell you, your taxes will not go, go up if you vote for this. They never mention that your taxes will actually go down if you vote against it, 50% plus one vote against it. And I walk people through the, 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 the First Amendment constitutional issues Regarding this, it's called, generally in the business, in the legal world, it's called government speech. To what extent can government itself fund advocacy for or against something that you're, you're voting on, a, a ballot measure initiative, or just a, a simple bond authorization, or, or a tax imposition, or a tax hike? Uh, it's pretty mm-hmm. bad stuff. Uh, it's There's a widespread consensus, and I would say it's really on the, on the, Solid on the solid on the right, solid on the libertarian side, but a fair amount of liberals agree with this. There was, I quote a judge that was appointed by Jimmy Carter to the federal bench in Ohio, talking about it. It really just sort of guts our our, our principles of, of uh, government. Quote: Government campaign in elections is implicitly prohibited by our constitutional design and republican form of government. And believe it or not, California of all place, of all places, California by state law prohibits local government entities for lobbying uh, for their little bond issues so they can sort of keep their their fiefdoms going. Uh, Texas has a law on this. Uh, Michigan has a law on this. Uh, A a broad number of states have laws regarding this. And, Eddie, of all the corruption in New Mexico, I think in some level this is the worst because your your money is being spent that you're forced to give to the government against bond authorizations and mill levies that you may disagree with. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And even if they don't come out and say vote yes or vote no... They the endless interviews with the children who will benefit from this, and you know the official imprimatur of government saying, "Going out, go out and vote." Oftentimes the graphic is a box with a check on it. Well, what do you think the box on a check right. means? Vote yes. Uh, so it's really terrible in this state, and it's one of the little insidious. Forms of corruption in state government that uh, we need to deal with, and that's why we need a better legislature in Santa Fe.
2: I mean, if California can do it uh, right down, uh, why can't we? Gotta, go California! <laughs> and, and at least one thing. There we go.
3: <laughs> the last thing California and Texas agree on.
2: <laughs> right. All right. Back after a top of the hour uh, news. Uh, I am changing the news. I'm sorry. I don't know how we got back on Fox News, but somehow we did. I apologize for that, but we'll make sure that uh, it won't happen anymore. And thanks everybody for tuning in, supporting us as well. Hey, we just renewed our FCC license. We want to thank to, uh, give everyone a great, uh, thank you for everybody who helped us and uh, making sure that we were renewed for another 10 years. So you'll see the Kiva for another 10 years. That just happened today. Thanks everybody for listening. No, 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 no. Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque.
9: USA Radio News with Tim Berg. At least five people and a police officer are hurt after a shooting at a Boise, Idaho mall. Police saying it happened at the Boise Town Square Mall this afternoon and a local TV station reporting witnesses said that a man started shooting at people riding an escalator. Police tweeting one person has been taken into custody. President Biden is pushing moderate and progressive Democrats to come to an agreement to pass a key part of his Bill Back Better agenda, the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill and a larger budget package. New York Republican Congresswoman Nicole Meliotakis is calling for a vote on the bipartisan infrastructure bill alone.
4: I wish they would just focus on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. I think that is something that you would get a lot of Republican support for if it came up separately.
9: USA Radio News.
0: If cancel culture and censorship continue at their current pace, there will soon be nothing left of the truth. The Epoch Times was founded to keep truth alive. We ask the questions we think you'd ask. We check facts without regards to any political agenda. No one tells us what to cover or how to cover it. We're not influenced by big corporations or political parties. Our great passion is to expose the spread of socialism and communism. We cover the Chinese Communist Party and how it works to subvert American education and politics. We cover big issues like election integrity, the exploding national debt, the fight against coronavirus, and the truth about its origins. We cover Democrats and Republicans in exactly the same way. We have a special trial subscription offer right now. One month of our printed paper and total access to our amazing online content for just $1. You'll find it at TrustedNewspaper.com. One month, $1. TrustedNewspaper.com. Help the Epic Times keep truth alive.
9: A caravan of nearly 3,000 migrants is marching north in Mexico and heading for the United States. Most of the group is from Central and South America, and they broke a barricade that was set by Mexican police last weekend. This has Texas gearing up for another wave of migrants at their section of the border. Texas Governor Greg Abbott tells Fox News he's upset with President Biden's absence. We've seen presidents time after time Uh, go to locations of crises uh, and disasters. This happens to be a crisis and a disaster created by Joe Biden himself. You would think he'd want to go down and see the consequences of his disaster. Go see what he caused. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer opening the Senate on Monday, saying he believes Democrats are nearing the end of negotiations on a sweeping social spending bill. So far, Democrats have been unable to agree on a price tag. USA Radio News. As inflation continues to rise across the United States, the Treasury Secretary says it's here to stay.
0: Inflation is a measure of the rate of rising prices of goods and services in an economy. Inflation can occur when prices rise due to increase in production costs such as raw materials and wages. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on CNN Sunday says inflation is here to stay through 2022.
10: Americans haven't seen um, inflation like we've experienced. On a 12-month basis, the inflation rate um, will remain high uh, into next year because of what's already happened. The COVID shock to the economy uh, has caused disruptions that we'll be working through over the next year.
0: Inflation over the years, $1 in 1940, is equivalent to the purchasing power of about $19.59 today. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry.
9: The Biden administration is moving to push out rapid at-home COVID tests that are cheaper and more widely available. There weren't very many available over-the-counter. You could still get a test, but it had to go to a lab, which took time to get results,
0: to getting them now over-the-counter where you get results very quickly at home.
9: Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra putting out a statement saying, access to easy-to-use, affordable, and reliable COVID tests is the key to bringing peace of mind to our families, especially as we approach winter. For USA Radio News, I'm
1: Albuquerque's macro-aggression,
2: Eddie Erdogan, the, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Ergon, the Rock of Talk on the M600K, rockoftalk.com here for you on this beautiful Monday afternoon, yes, last two months of the uh, year just around the corner, d Muska here with me, hour two, just for you, and don't forget you can catch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, all the apps, we are right there, 24-7 playing there. For you, And you can get us on Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. And, of course, if you want a little little pay and uh, and get some good information each and every single day in your inbox, whether it's 4 a.m., 12 a.m., as we uh, put out uh, last night, and we're going to get to a lot of these stories that we talked about, not to mention our blast as well. Dowd, we've got a new feature in the blast. I think we should go ahead, and uh, he's got his little additional uh pieces that he puts out uh, oh you uh, noticed that okay well 550 5500 at the bottom of the hour murder mike's going to be with us he's been he's been focused on the scanners making sure that we know where all the murders are the assaults we have all the information uh look nothing's getting reported you guys know all this like this stuff is just not getting reported and uh, we've got to do our very best to make sure that we stay on top of all of this uh, information and uh, doubt, uh, let's just go ahead and start right from the very top. Rock of talk chat blast. What did you add, sir? I, th- I, I like this little feature uh, because I'm always looking for more and you're trying to keep people entertained. Are you not entertained? You are keeping people entertained uh, right on the uh, the uh, release every single morning at 4 a.m.
3: Well, frankly, Eddie, I'm a little surprised that, that it's getting the, the clicks that it does because I, I, I tried this experiment. I didn't think it would work, and I, I said, well, it you won't. know, I, I read a lot of stuff that basically the top 10 click, clicks of the day are, are New Mexico connected, but my personal interests are range beyond New Mexico, I'm, you know, energy policy, space policy, uh, media media madness, and so I thought, well, maybe people might like, a little glimpse into the twisted brain of D Dowd Muska, the kind of things he's interested in. So every day I've been throwing in between three and five, what I call Dowd's extra clicks and, uh, to, for today, it was uh, the, the Biden holding back more of the JFK files, which I uh, know
2: that, that was the one I wanted.
3: Yeah, yeah you would notice that, wouldn't you? Uh, a Chinese electric vehicle maker claiming they're going to have flying cars. I know uh, some,
2: that was very interesting. <laughs> Finally, very... meet me, George Jetson. Yeah, well, been we, we've another. been promised
3: flying cars before. I, you know, um, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed on this one. I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, a, a flaky uh, essay by a, a, an academic about how uh, when the Greeks. When when Western civilization split uh, the distinction between the spiritual and the physical, that began the destruction of the environment. And that's the reason we have climate change now. Uh, it's, you know, you really got to get into the, every so often. It, it's fun to take a, a, a dive into the minds. And on the media side, uh, Nora O'Donnell. Uh, it looks like she's going to lose. I, I, I if yep. you torture me, I couldn't tell you who the network anchors are for the for the nightly newscast. I, I haven't
2: known oh, Nora her. O'Donnell. She's, uh, she's a, a a pretty lady. She uh, is, she is. Yeah, she's a redhead uh, American journalist. She's right there. And uh, she's been there for a very long time on CBS Evening News.
3: Well, apparently I, – again, I didn't know this until I read the article. She had some – the ladies on the CBS morning show didn't get along. So right. apparently Gail King from my mm. area – we used to be on Oprah, the air in Hartford.
2: Oprah's best friend. Oprah's okay. best
3: friend, yeah. Uh, apparently Nora's not ratings aren't doing too well. I guess she's in charge of, again, still the, the CBS evening news. And uh, it's interesting because it doesn't seem like America, as woke as we are, Whether it was Katie Couric, whether it was Connie Chung joining Dan Rather, we don't want our network anchors to be women, apparently. The guys seem to get the ratings. Yeah. I don't know. What does that say about America? Uh... Hmm.
2: That's very interesting. Decide for yourself uh, at
3: home, ladies and gentlemen.
2: By the way, uh, she's exactly our age, Dowd. Uh, Forty-seven years of age, and she is, she's okay. quite the extensive uh, history in uh, network television. She looks good for
3: her age, though. Definitely.
2: <laughs> Don't say you got sexist. it in that
3: business? Sexist,
2: you know? sexist, well, right? Very sexist. And then uh, sexist. you have i, I just—I just wish everybody was Peter Jennings all over again. I love a Canadian, you know. <laughs> I, I got to say, a man whose delivery was always very gentlemanly. Regardless of what the news was, you got the facts. You never had an emotional reaction. And uh, I got to tell you, he was the one. I told you this story once before uh, some time ago. When he passed, it impacted mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. because he was dead center every single day. And you couldn't gauge things one way or another, even during the 9-11 attacks. You know, yeah, I remember yeah. Peter Jennings uh, during that time. I think he probably had you know, sort of the best stuff. Let's get to the articles, uh, if you will. You can find them directly at uh, rockoftalk.chat. Uh, We've been putting that information out. And, uh, you know, what we started out with, now we number one. We're going to, again, talk about here in our number two, because, again, this is about polling, voter suppression, trying to get you to gear down and not vote. Hey, the fix is in, folks. And we're telling you about it. The Albuquerque Journal poll published on Sunday had Democrat Tim Keller over the 50% margin, only to be followed by the KOB Channel 4 just a little bit later, needed to win the election. Democrat Manny Gonzales 20%, actually down one point, And Eddie Aragon is set at uh, 13%, up two points based upon that. The KOB poll, however, is better, showing Keller at 41%, definitely a runoff. Manny at 22%, all this information taken before the KOB Channel 4 debate in which Manny totally uh, uh, someone said, uh, <clears throat> the bed, uh, when they said, uh, Manny Gonzalez's performance in the QB channel. For code, the Brown, code Brown,
3: Code Brown, <laughs> Code Brown. That's what they say in healthcare. You know,
2: told. Did I tell you about my son? My son chases me around the house. And if he finds me like I need to go to the restroom, this might be a little bit much for, uh, uh, radio at this point, but he'll start playing two songs. One about, uh, the number one. And then the other one is about the, he's at that age, right? His humor is off the charts. He just hits it right. He's like before, you know. Anyway, I, I'm gonna have to play the song for my son because I know that he he now tunes in. He has an iPhone. I bought it for him, and he tunes into the radio show. He, he nice. listens to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, young man. He's picking up on the pieces that I wish he wouldn't pick up, which is the humor. I'm I'm Sam. I'm more interested in the fact that you just. Pick up on the stats and uh, all the facts uh, that are out there. Uh he's not a big fan. did I tell you he listens to the debates? Oh, okay. Yeah, so he listens to the debates. He says Tim Keller says the same thing all the time <laughs> and that uh, Sheriff Manny Gonzalez doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, I don't know what he says. Like Sheriff Manny Gonzalez doesn't matter. This is a nine year old who's paying attention <laughs> to stuff. There's a like you know, it's great when young kids are paying attention to the politics. So I appreciate that. By the way, my competitors in this race are uh, welcome to the equal time afforded to them uh, by way of the uh, FCC uh, regulations. Uh, And then, of course, you have to factor in whether or not they're um, uh, claiming that they're not having uh, equal time or had equal time here on this uh, radio station. So uh, anyway, with all that being said, the election tide is turning. Well, it is. Here's why. Only 536 people responded to the journal poll a margin of error of 4.6%. That is high, folks, 5%. KOB released the data uh, as well. They've got their sample size. But you have to understand that this is a Democratic PSYOP, preventing Republicans all of 27%, 28%, and they were split. Uh, down, go back to that journal poll, go grab it, and then look at the Republicans. And we're about to hit the Republicans and hit the Republicans very, very hard. I told you. I, I told you I had a lot of support. You just didn't realize it, and I don't need the Republican support. I have the crossover support. Dow, did, did I not say from the very beginning? I told you that I had the crossover support uh, based upon my background. And well, there I, it
3: is yes, it's so funny to hear Sandoroff, who's supposed to be an expert, say, "Oh, you know, the Republicans have to unite behind a, a candidate if they have any chance." The Republicans are well under fifty percent in this in the city. Anyone who wins on the Republican side is going to have to be a crossover candidate, getting a hell of a lot of independents and even potentially a couple of Democrats. But, you know, the great Sandroff may never be questioned. Never, never, never.
2: If I only have 29% of the support of Republicans, I don't know what uh, one-third of uh, 27% is, but it was about 10%. How in the hell, based upon less than 50% name recognition, according to the polls, did I get to 18%? Do you ask yourself that question? It's like, uh, independents and Democrats, folks, are jumping over and they're saying, "Hey, we're uh, getting with this guy because we like him. He's a different solution." Did you look at the, uh, look at the speak up in the Albuquerque Journal? Dowd, I want you to go to the speak up first in yesterday's Albuquerque Journal as the front page, putting Sheriff Manny Gonzalez at thirty-four percent and putting uh, Mayor Keller at over fifty percent. Look at what all the speak-ups are saying at the very last page. Look at the uh, opinion page on the on that. We'll get to uh, doubt on that uh, shortly.
3: Sure. Is it online?
2: It is. Yeah. You don't have the Albuquerque Journal online? Um, I hit the paywall. <laughs> oh, really? You gotta hit it, yeah. hit it, and then hit it again. I'll, I'll I'll say what it is. So this is a sigh up trying to prevent Republicans from turning out to vote, saying it's not going to matter. But if you look at the fine prints of the journal, it says 80% of the poll data came in before Tuesday's KOB4 uh, debate. Right. That means voters didn't get to see the utter disgrace between Sheriff Manny and Mayor Keller bickering about who has the biggest credibility problem in Albuquerque. Who's responsible? Where is the line between the city of Albuquerque and Bernalillo County? They didn't get to see the personal accusations flying about cover-ups, extramarital affairs, and domestic incidents. None of that is factored in. And cooked, if you will, into the numbers. So no no not only are we in the race, but we all have up the all the upside here in this race, folks. And the KOB poll shows why. Keller and Manny's unfavorables are at thirty six percent. Manny at thirty-five percent. My unfavorables are only twenty-three <sighs> percent. Why would you throw a bunch of negativity towards a guy who for more than half of the market, doesn't even exist. That's very interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What's amazing about the number is we actually have the same percentage as Manny in terms of people who are voting, yet 55% of the voting public doesn't know who we are. What this campaign is about, Fight for 505. They will know over the next week. Okay, This is when everybody shows up. So you look at this in blocks. Let me just kind of give you guys an education so that you understand. In terms of when people show up first week of early voting, you get about 20% of the overall. The second week of early voting, you get about 30 to 35%. And then game day, you get about 40% of the total numbers that are ultimately turned in. And the rest, of course, is absentee. So think about that, folks. If you look at that in terms of the breakdown, week one, week two, and then Game day, which is voting day, then you'll understand how to go ahead and play this game. You don't need a campaign manager to tell you how this whole thing works. These numbers for a campaign are telling and amazing. My favorability, 23%, according to KOB Channel 4. Unfavorable, 23%. It is a net zero. That means I choose policies that people like or dislike. You're either on this side or that side. There's no blurry line. Neutral, 27%, unfamiliar, 23%, for a grand total of 50% between those two numbers and not sure, another 5%, which gives us 55%. I indicated last week, I'll do it again right now here on this Monday, October the 25th at 5.17 in the afternoon, Sheriff Manning needs to drop out. The stoop so low during the debate is proof of what everybody who is paying attention has been saying all along and he doesn't have the character, let alone the know-how to run a city. He can't even run his own sheriff's department. His judgment is bad. You might remember the fact that he endorsed Michelle LeJuan Grisham for governor. What about his debate last Tuesday showing the whole city that he has no class whatsoever? He should have been able uh, to deliver the, the death blow. If he had that information, but he didn't, and he has yet to rescind what he has stated about Mayor Tim Keller. Good point, Manny. Yeah, Sheriff Manny has only a pathetic 34 percent approval rating as sheriff, as written in the Albuquerque Journal on Sunday, and only 27 percent favorable rating to his 35 percent of unfavorable rating in the KOB Channel 4 poll. Manny simply has so much sludge on him at this point that he could actually never get elected. Mono, amount, mono a mano, one-on-one with Mayor Tim Keller. He should be thanking me. Uh, Sheriff Manny, I'll look forward to your phone call that I asked you to give to me more than four months ago before I got into the race. All right, let's focus on the real target, and that's Mayor Tim Keller. That's the guy we're going for. That's the guy we want on December the 7th. That's the guy that we are going to hold accountable of what Albuquerque, New Mexico has become. Over the last four years. Mayor Keller has simply not delivered on his 2017 campaign promises to tackle crime. That's what he actually ran on. Yep, didn't deliver. What he's actually done is nothing. Nothing that he has done has worked. There's no way he's polling at the 53% claim by the Albuquerque Journal. Voter suppression. Liberals. Hmm, I wonder where Sanderhoff is on his politics. You can't have those type of numbers not with record crime. There's no way. And the record homelessness that's increased two and a half times, there's no way you're over 50% threshold. It's just not going to happen. The public's not that stupid. The corruption of his multi-million dollar real estate deals. You, of course, know about the Gateway Center. He's attempting to do everything he can to go ahead and bring in the New Mexico United. You're welcome, New Mexico. We have shut that down. And his full endorsement of the governor's decronian uh, COVID policies, he has not stood up to the governor. So for all of you out there, don't be discouraged. Understand that polls are tools that Democrats use to trick Republicans to not vote, to say, hey, we got this. Don't turn out. Don't buy into it. Our internal polling is showing us at 41.6%, which is enough to keep Keller from reaching 50% and force a runoff in December, where we'll take on Keller head to head, and we will win. But you have to get out and vote. Tell every single person that you know that this is what we need to do to save our city. If you care enough about the city as I do, I've been at it for the last 10 years. You, Many of you who've owned businesses, who have families, who literally are generationally uh, you know, proper, uh, property owners in all of this, you've been doing everything you can to go ahead and save some semblance of your city. This is the time to go ahead and do it. I will listen to you. I'll get behind you. You'll get behind me. And we're going to do it together. And I will listen to you and help you every step of the way. We've got to make Albuquerque great again. 550 50, 500. That's 550-5500. 500. Uh, D-Dowd, I know that uh, you have now watched five. Have you not seen the sixth debate? Uh, directly <laughs> I, I, have I, yeah, I have not. I have not. Is it
3: available online?
2: Uh, I think it is, we'll have it uploaded directly at 5 for com. One of the okay. things that I did with uh, you know, uh, Manny Gonzalez he's just ill prepared and not very quick and and it, one of the things is, is he has to actually think about the answers that he's going to give while he is debating, which tells me that he doesn't know these things intuitively or intrinsically you should just be able to go to the well immediately and know the answer and uh, he has never filled his time in the entirety of the congregation albert uh, debate he runs but out of he, gas
3: real quick
9: yeah
2: he does he's looking <laughs> for the end he's like running for the exits as soon as he possibly can so i continually ask him I, can i have i was asking chris Schuler. uh chris Schuler was so sort of surprised that i knew about or as much about him as i did i'm like oh he's he's uh comes from a a rich uh, circus heritage and is really into dogs much like you are ddad muska Whoa. and uh Sounds like a good chap yeah, he is. He really was. And I thought the the best moment about yesterday's debate um, was the fact that he talked about COVID. Where would we be? And if you notice, like during that entire thing, I want to I want to say something for everybody else that's out there today. You heard Tim Keller finally cross over officially and state unequivocally that there's nothing constitutionally that he can do to mandate the COVID-19 vaccines. But it, it is his wish. Who got him there? That is me. We've been pushing that. We know the city of Albuquerque is not going to mandate uh, vaccines. We know the Berlioz County isn't going to do that. But understand that we have won the argument because we know that we are constitutionalists. We know that we understand the law. Uh, when it came to Sheriff Manny, he wants to enforce the mask. He was He was so excited for a win. You should have seen him. He, like, jumped up. He's like... Thank you very much, Eddie. Uh, (laughs) Now, I got thrown out of Cafe 6855. Do you remember that? You remember the Facebook page and all that, or post about all that kind of stuff? What was really interesting about that was he was trying to focus on response times. I'm like, that's a response time to a masking event. From a cafe, he's like, he was misbehaving. I'm like, "Um, I've never misbehaved. I have my manners with me 24-7, including when I'm on stage with you, Manny Gonzalez and uh, Tim Keller. I don't uh, attack people for things that I can't substantiate. And, hey, I can fix a microphone and hand over my own microphone uh, like I did yesterday. And it's something that uh, you definitely want to see. So, uh, anyway, any uh, final words on uh, any or uh, all of that, uh, D.R. Muska?
3: Uh, well, I would just encourage people to go over to uh, a blog that I, I'm, I'm reading more and more. It's called The Conservative New Mexican. I, I think they do some oh, good yeah. work over there. Uh, I will not say which candidate, but they've made an endorsement for mayor, and you might want to check it out, folks. Uh,
2: it's a good writer over there. And, uh, you know, these are people who really care. Uh, let's not forget the heart of New Mexico is a conservative heart uh, at that. Um, we have a lot of people who understand that we are people who drank a lot of wine, worship uh, a. <laughs> built a lot of families, and uh, worshipped and loved Jesus Christ, and I've continued to uh, say that uh, right from the very beginning of my campaign. This is a cultural war in as much as it is a policy uh, war, and we're going to continue to take it to the other side. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here in the Kiva on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, and RockofTalk.com. Great,
1: it starts with an Wait, birds and snakes, an airplane, and Lenny Bruce is not a Listen to yourself, turn works as if it's own needs. Tell me, serve your own needs. Speed it up and not speak front. No straight blood, not a clatter with fear. Fight down high, fire in a fire, rivers in the seventh to the government will higher in a combat site' Left to what's coming in a hurry with the fury breathing down your neck. Team, my team reporters, double trump, tears across. Look at that, no plane, fine, yes Uh oh, overflow, population, comic, stupid, it'll do. Save yourself, serve yourself, world, as if own needs Listen to your heartbeat, tell me, there's a rapture in the river. But right. you picture a picture it, slam, bump, 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 it. Pretty sight. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. We know it. I feel fine. Hour don't be caught in four tower slice and return, listen to yourself, turn, Locking in, uniform and foot, burning but letting every mother rest lane, out of mother center rave, light a candle, light a mother, step down, step down, Watch your meal, crust, crush, up, oh, this means no fear, cavalier, renegade, steer clear, tournament, a tournament, a tournament of life. offer me solutions, offer me alternatives and I, deep lie. Lid in a line, lit earth, burnt sun, in brass, snap, lady, brush and banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly, beef, bone, Symbiotic, and be out of cake,
11: Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application of funding. All of our employees live here and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today. On the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188348.
12: 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Call us, the number one Keller Williams Real Estate Group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com.
2: Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900.
10: When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? J.J.'s Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And J.J.'s, the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear.
13: Hi, I'm J.J., and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated.
10: Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771.
2: Things That Defines the 1980s. Uh, aha, there it is. Uh, that, that song is always good. I think uh, a lot of people enjoy that song. You might remember it from a number of films. And nobody has that range. That's literally almost three octaves. Uh, where he goes and then where he ends up. So don't don't fault me for you know, not being able to, to keep up with uh, that. But we will keep up with uh, Murder Mike out there over the weekend. Murder Mike has uh, been on the channels and the... Uh, scanners out there as to what is happening Murder Mike uh, what's going on over the weekend how are you
13: I am doing fine Eddie and uh it it was a busy weekend I know one thing for sure I could say unequivocally that you have had a a genuine concern about crime in Albuquerque way longer than the mayor's race I'm going back to 2014 when I was in school Uh, we were talking about it so uh I, I commend you on your <laughs> on the fact that it's genuine concern, and you you were the only one I think that is really on top of the actual crime in Albuquerque—not just a, a, a report given to you in the morning from a PIO, but the actual uh, incidents themselves. So,
2: yeah, have uh, you noticed that, that there's been a total like non-reporting over the last couple of weeks? There's almost been zero crime. Is that is that fair to say? I mean. No one's holding uh, the media's feet to the fire, but there's been no reports of any heinous crimes, murderers, anything else that's happening. We've been just like pegged at 99 as of last week. Uh, it, there's uh, no rhyme or reason to it, but uh, there's no reports on any crime, and there's no reason for it to not keep pace with uh, what we've had for the previous 10 months, Murder Mike.
13: That's true, and you, and you have uh, consistently been on top of it, reporting it. You know, uh, through the channels to be, and uh, thank you for that honor and that privilege. But, and we are telling it like it is. Just uh, every information that comes out on on our reports comes directly from the police dispatcher, so it's it's on record, it's recorded, mm-hmm. it can be verified. So uh, when they say this or that has did not happen, yes, it did, and the police department can prove it. So, uh, with, that, <laughs> with that being said, I'm gonna go with an update on last okay. weekend's uh, sure. deadly road road rage incident at Montgomery and Morris, the victim has been positively identified as 20-year-old Kevin Lerma Hernandez. Witnesses told police that Hernandez was seen arguing with the driver of a 2015 Ford Mustang when he was fatally shot last Friday night. The Mustang is described as silver in color with a black racing stripe down the middle of the car. A nearby business did capture a video of the suspect vehicle and, and has released it to APD. If anyone does know the owner of the vehicle, they are asked to call Crime Stoppers at 843 Stop. Now, moving ahead to this, this past Friday, a Rio Rancho man identified as Christopher Chavez is facing multiple felony charges after an altercation with several employees of the Loves truck stop at 6th Street and I 40. Chavez reportedly pulled a knife during the fight, then quickly dropped it when APD officers arrived. When Chavez was detained by police, he told officers he could not be accountable for his actions as he was schizophrenic. After he was taken into custody, he began banging his head in the back of the squad car and asked to be taken to UNM UNM Hospital, where officers stated he began yelling racial slurs and spit on the ER staff. Felony charges including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and battery on a health care worker are uh, one of the civil charges being he's facing. He was later released on a $300 bond. Later on, uh, on Friday, at 3.45 in the morning, a commercial burglary took place at the Dutch Brothers Coffee on Boat just north of Lomas.
2: Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop there. Yes. That is the same Dutch Brothers where four police officers were all shot. Do you, do you recall that? That's uh, the, the Dutch I, Brothers' it, Wantebo uh, near Lomas, right? That's correct. Yes, it is. Okay, so uh, start from the top again. Go ahead.
13: Okay, uh, it was a commercial burglary that took place there at about 345 in the morning. It, the suspect uh, chained it, uh, put a chain on the doors and tied the other into his vehicle to gain entry, Pull the doors off. And then he attempted to take the safe with the same chain attached to the vehicle. (laughs) The the safe fell off halfway in the street, and so his uh, burglary was unsuccessful. And then uh, later on in the morning, at 5.50 in the morning, there was a shooting reported in the South Valley. BCSO responded and is investigating. There's no further details on that. And at 07.08 in the morning, Friday morning, a suspicious individual, an 81 an 81-year-old white male, believed to be a a mental patient, was wandering the streets with no shoes, wrapped in a blanket, and had no idea where he was in the Northeast Heights. So dementia was in there. Uh, Moving on to statistics for Friday, there was eight domestic disturbances, five assaults, ten shots fired calls, three general disturbance calls, One residential burglary, four commercial burglaries, one auto burglary, one narcotics overdose, which was uh, unconscious not breathing, one drunk driving arrest. Now moving on to uh, Saturday at 9.45 in the morning, a shooting was reported at 2.20 Carlos Road Northeast. No further details were available at the time. And then at 10.10, In the the evening, at that evening, an armed robbery occurred at the smoke shop at 100 Coors Boulevard Northwest. Taken was an AR-15, that's an AR-15 plus an undetermined amount of cash. No description of the suspects were reported. Then then 10 minutes later, a stabbing occurred at the Chevron Station on Bank at Hotel Circle. The victim was stabbed in the hand bleeding heavily and was taken to UNM hospital. 1042 p.m. that same day, same evening, an accidental shooting occurred at 601 Manal Northeast. It was reported that a female was shot in the arm. And then at 1130, there was two stabbings at the same time. One occurred at Zuni in Wyoming and one on North Coors where a fight in progress was underway and all suspects were armed with knives twelve thirty AM that same morning, a carjacking occurred in the Southwest Area Command. And just statistics. boy, that's a hard one to say sometimes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Statistics.
13: There you go. Statistics. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, thank you for that. There were six shots fired calls, nine aggravated assaults, four domestic violence calls, two down and out, one of them was downtown, and one narcotic overdose. Oh. One residential burglary and one drunk driving arrest. That's for Saturday. And then wrapping it up with Sunday, uh, there was a total of 13 aggravated assaults. Now, in in, in face, down, it just sounds like, oh, they were just hitting each other. But uh, the, I've noticed uh, the trending on aggravated assaults, the um, the violence and uh, aggression is escalating. Yeah, it is. Uh, like, yep. One of them, a crowbar, uh, a male, was hit in the head with a crowbar, rendering him unconscious, with labored breathing, and bleeding profusely. Rescue and ambulance responded to Co. 3 at the Maverick Station on South Coors. Now, this is going on all over town. Later, uh, that same evening, a 30-year-old female was was reported uh, assaulted. She was unresponsive, bleeding heavily. Mm -hmm. In the 1500 block of Second Northwest, there was an aggravated assault at the Hotel Andalus, where rescue and ambulance were called.
2: Wow, really? And- well, that's uh, that's that's upscale, really downtown upscale. Yeah. stuff from the beginning. What what happened at Andalus?
13: Uh, a, a, a male was assaulted in the parking lot by one or more individuals that's all that came out over the radio
2: Yeah, you know, on that back side of the parking lot there at andalus like that's like right behind the andalus that, i think that's probably where it happened wow
13: yeah probably so because i remember they said something about the parking lot
2: yeah okay.
13: and uh you know that uh the person was either unconscious or he was requiring medical attention hmm. and also a fourth assault occurred in the 200 block of cornell southeast that's in the brick light district yeah a very, uh, nice, that's a nice area. Oh, I mean, love that. Nice area. Restaurants. Uh,
2: great restaurants. You go to the Chiba Hut. You go to the, uh, the Witch Witch. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, the, uh, fork, not the fork and fig, but it's the, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's, the uh, the wine bar that's there. I mean, a lot of, and then of course you got satellite coffee. That, that That's a good place with the string lights right across, you know. It's a good place.
13: Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a nice little area. And, uh, I guess a patron of one of the restaurants came out. And was assaulted with a baseball bat what wow. yeah
2: <laughs> i'm glad i wasn't there that baseball bat would have gone the other way we would have gone yard on the guy who's bringing the baseball bat i can tell you that
13: <laughs> it would have become a, a, a in the lower I, yeah, that's
2: right I would, I would have protected you there murder mike you would have been fine you would have, yeah Oh, <laughs> well,
13: thank you very much for that uh,
2: no problem 11
13: 15 in the evening a suspicious individual was down and out in the alley behind the Smiths on Constitution and Carlisle. Oh, There's no. another. I mean, that's a nice
2: neighborhood. What do they call that? The uh, starts with an Altura? Well, Altura. Altura district.
13: Altura, Altura right? subdivision. Yeah, Altura. I know it's the they, Castle
2: remember the Maloofs? Yeah, the Maloofs. That's a that's a a, a nice place. They, the 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 uh, Maloofs had that uh, till about 15 years ago. They had the grotto in their house and everything. I mean. Hard to believe there's that kind of riff raff over there. You know, many of the uh, people who come in and film uh, some of the the nice. Uh, you know, what's the guy? What's the guy who's Thor again? Uh, Dowd. I think I've asked you this before. Hemsworth? What's the, Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that's where I met him at. Right there in Washington. He lived there for like a year, an entire year, in a Wow. really kind of uh, cool up uh upscale place in Altura. But go ahead. Uh, sorry for the, the digression there, Murder Mike. Go ahead.
13: Oh no no that's I'm, I'm interested in that the. The person in the alley was found in the alley behind the Smiths, right by the dumpsters. Oh jeez. Described as a fifty-year-old male, mm. unconscious, unresponsive, with difficulty breathing. Mm. He later went nine echo, went uh Uh-oh. totally not breathing, and I think they either gave him Narcan or they revived him because there was no further traffic on right. that.
6: Yeah.
13: So that's good. Thank goodness for that. All right. 11 so 11:48 p.m. Uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Go well,
2: ahead. We're on Sunday now, right?
13: Uh we're still on yeah, we are on Sunday.
2: Okay. Wanna make sure.
13: Go ahead. Yeah, eleven forty eight PM on Sunday, a shooting occurred in the alley behind the Wendy's in the eighteen hundred block of central southeast. That's just a little bit east of uh university. Uh the victim was shot in the leg, bleeding heavily, and transported to UNM hospital. And then at eleven forty eight, male victim was stabbed by a female assailant with a box cutter.
2: Oh, After which she the barricaded worst.
13: herself in a nearby apartment. <laughs> oh,
2: that's the worst, right there. The old box cutter. Those are those are bad. Yeah, there's nothing worse than that.
13: It's believed that they were both under the influence of alcohol. It, at there least, a, yeah. eight, <laughs> Gee, do you think? <laughs> yeah. Eight shots fired. Calls four domestic violence calls. Sunday one suicide, threat call, and two DWI arrests. There was one suspicious death, that was, uh, they're still checking on that, one commercial burglary, and one psych call in the county. Then at 4.50 in the morning, there was a drive-by shooting in the 800 block of Louisiana Northeast. Shots were fired into an apartment. A female sustained minor lacerations from the window that had been shot out. No other injuries were reported, APD is investigating. To look at the some totals there for the weekend, there were 27 assaults, 24 shots fired calls, 16 domestic violence calls, two residential burglaries, four commercial burglaries, one auto burglary, two narcotic drug overdoses, four DWI arrests, five shootings, four stabbings, one armed robbery and one carjacking, and here's a little tidbit of information. And no which
2: I homicides, ladies and gentlemen. No homicides. No homicides. There we go. I'm totally happy with that. Nobody lost their life in the city of Albuquerque, as far as we know, over the weekend. That, I think
13: that is, and that's. I'm 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 happy to report there was no homicides. So there we go. We'll, hold, we'll hold
2: fast at 99, right? There you go. Uh, and
13: this is an interesting tidbit of information, you know, we the, a, a, um the city recently acquired the speed bands.
2: So uh, they were those them out. are the worst. That that's like <laughs> something we don't need. It's it's totally useless and worthless.
13: Well, there was a vehicle captured on Gibson uh, right here downtown. 100, 110 station.
2: miles an hour, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, and the other Montgomery one was Montgomery, yeah, 140. No, 106 that's, and then that's, 140 on yeah, that's crowd control. I actually don't think that that was the case. I don't think there's a, a vehicle that was going 140, and I don't believe that there was a vehicle going 110 on Gibson. I'm going to say that uh, right now. I just think that that's just you know, hogwash uh, uh, at this point. So unless you actually catch them, there's no way you can actually make that determination. And I don't like a surveillance state. I am dead set against speed cameras. I'm dead set against... Cameras at stoplights and the, all the rest of that stuff. I just think it's totally unfair. I am too. I, yeah. I think it's a. It's, it's need, a form need, of entrapment. Yeah, police out on the street. That's the way we need to make it happen. All right, Murder Mike, good job, man. You you're getting, well, you're one getting other thing, you it
13: might be interesting to know. Oh, okay, uh, well,
2: you just you just hit it <laughs> out of the park. A plus. Sometimes when you shoot okay, past the target, if you shoot past the target and you give us too inform too much information, as I was about to comp like once you've closed the deal, just close the deal. You just walk off.
13: Okay, I, I could, I couldn't help it, but this was this kind of. I thought this was funny. At ten forty-five on Saturday night, the New Mexico State Police were uh, dispatched to the the Downs Casino because there was ten to fifteen people there that were not wearing their masks.
2: Mike, Mike, yeah, we, Mike, we were, Mike, we were doing better before you gave this report. I want to say that. Then. So,
6: <laughs> we'll I'll see you tomorrow,
2: bright and early. At, Thank uh, you, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah.
6: appreciate
2: you. He just went past. He just sailed right past the target. Back after a quick break, we'll be back to wrap our number two right here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVA, ABQ FM, RockOfTalk
1: Where is the to story of a thousand rainy days since we were I'm you marry me some old-fashioned way, but my style is a bit different.